everybody, welcome, welcome, welcome. I want to welcome you to a special broadcast of the Dr. Pat Show and Transformation Talk Radio, live from the floor of this incredible event, One the Event. OneTheEvent.org is the best place for you to find out about what's coming up. But let me just tell you what. If you're listening to this on TransformationTalkRadio.com, we want to welcome all of you to TransformationTalkRadio.com. We have a special, special lineup for you this afternoon. Let's just say it's all about the love. Uh, it is so great to be at One the Event, to be part of what it means to shift from fear to love to have unity as the message that each of us has in the amazing opportunity. Joining me here today, Clear the Fear, with my guest, Sharon Roy. Let me tell you a little bit about Sharon. Uh, Many of you have heard, at least heard her on the show several, several times, but her work is phenomenal. She is an emotional breakthrough coach. Today you're going to hear what that means. Her clients get to experience how their emotions follow their hearts, how they create lives of purpose, peace, joy, and much more. She's joining us here today to talk about what fear looks like, shows up like in our lives, and more importantly, what each of us can do to make sure that we are in check with our emotions and beyond. Sharon, welcome to the show. It's great to have you here. I am thrilled to be with you, Dr. Pat. So when I say the word fear, what does it mean to you? It means energy. Everything is energy. Um, The different vibration in our bodies and around us when we feel fear as opposed to happiness and joy. I think everybody on the planet, when I put it that way, knows that there's a difference in the energy within them and around them, and it affects what they attract as they move through their day. So in essence, that's what fear is. It's a vibration, and we have everything we need in our bodies to choose how we want to vibrate at any given moment. Do you think that from a collective point of view, do you think that... Um, 9-11 created a global, if not national, shift from what was before? And if so, what is that shift? Oh, I definitely think the, the fact that that possibility could enter the global consciousness caused a lot of fear. It's not something we ever could have dreamed was possible before, and the the evil mind that conceived of it, the the, the power of that evil to spread the fear, the global fear is is, um, a more massive power than the power that took down those two buildings. Because I think that just as that event created, raised the level of fear in the world, raised the, the... well, lowered the energy, if you want to think of it that way, um, because more people began to live in fear. I think it works the other way, too. The more people live in fear, the more the global community attracts events uh, like that. Or if we even want to go out on a, you know, a bit of a limb here and say, what if our collective fear 
that low energy has the power to attract even natural disasters. Um, we, as a community, a, a human, every human being, I think, has a responsibility to vibrate at their highest possible frequency. And so if you are feeling the, feeling fear, you have a choice, and it's time to look at that and to take some responsibility for that and begin to lift one person at a time. Sharon, you do a lot of work with a lot of people, and uh, folks come to you and they're stuck in many, many places of their lives. Would you be able to, for all of us, describe the kind of stuckness that you've seen here, especially in the past couple of years? There is a lot of fear. I mean, this is a great conversation to be having. And uh, the fear shows up in many ways, though. Uh, feelings of anger sometimes are rooted in fear. And fear has a, a sister, a brother, <laughs> everyone want to look at a sibling okay. called powerlessness. Oh, wow. So often we feel fear. We think it's fear. We might call it fear. But really what it is is powerlessness. We were all powerless before the 9-11 event. That's the real, um, the real issue here. We are afraid of being powerless because powerlessness is the lowest human emotion. It's the, it's the, 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 darkest, the darkest place for us. So the stuck, being stuck in powerlessness um, is also as a shifting away from taking responsibility because if we have a feeling that we can't affect anything, um, then we feel power, powerless, and that causes these feelings of fear, which get all mixed up. Of course, language is not a good tool to describe emotion. The words just don't work. What, what one person says when they mean fear is something totally different for somebody else. So we're not even sure what we're talking about here. But the, the powerlessness is definitely an area of big, um, many people are stuck there. I want to ask you a question because, um, you know, I found myself in the middle of a little controversy um, uh, the other day. Uh, the controversy was kind of interesting to me as we all sort of grapple with language. Uh, and uh, and I guess there were some people put off by the idea of talking about one, the event, as coming from a place of fear to love or shifting fear to love in, in unity. And so um, folks wanted to drop the word fear out. Now, I honestly didn't get any uh, uh, backlash from that. I got the backlash from talking about 9-11 from a point of love. And I would love to get your perspective on, uh, you know, why people react to to words and the emotions behind it uh, so rigorously. Well, I think it, it, these words and these events are very powerful, and it triggers. It can trigger things in us with trauma. It's really trauma. Trauma is the the pain of our life that has gone so deep that it's stored in our cells. Eckhart Tolle calls it the pain body. If you want to look at it that way. So if we are talking about an event that is emotionally charged, and 9-11 certainly is and should be forever, we could just equally talk about the Holocaust. And these events are big in our global human collective consciousness. So when we begin to explore them and and talk about them, we are on on, um, shaky ground because people have these... uh, 
spontaneous reactions that are triggered from the, the trauma in their bodies, and they are overtaken by that. They're not really in control in that moment. They need to express their pain. So it doesn't mean that we shouldn't talk about them. We should, but people should take responsibility for the pain that they're carrying around and seek to understand that. Um, and everyone should be gentle with each other as these responses come out in messy ways because, you know what, it's messy. This whole conversation is messy. What individual people feel every day is messy. So permission to be messy is, I think, part of what we have to give ourselves. I love that you're talking about this, Sharon, because, you know, it's been messy for me. I mean, I grew up in New York City, and on Sunday, uh, Eric Lawyer, and let's just talk about Eric. I just ran into him upstairs. For those of you that are, are listening to Transformation Talk Radio, I want to tell you that, you know, we have, um, we are doing this live from the event. I want to just give you all an opportunity. You can go to TransformationTalkRadio.com or the com. And on the right-hand side, we have a way for you to ask questions. Go to our instant feedback, ask questions, write a comment. Let's get your questions up here. So throughout today, tomorrow, and even Sunday, uh, we're going to be able to get your opinions and get, get, get you as part of the conversation. But very interesting, I ran into Eric upstairs, Sharon, and one of the things that, that I talked with him about was you know, how amazing this conversation is. But we also talked about uh, some interesting backlash that each of us have gotten. I'm doing on Sunday a 10-minute moment segment of forgiveness. And I'm actually going to be bringing on the live, uh, live stage at Memorial Stadium. I'm going to be bringing on, you know, the, the 2011 Heroes of Forgiveness. So someone... um emailed me and and said to me, I don't understand how forgiveness comes into to, to play here. I mean, why do we want to forgive people? So I want to have a conversation with you right now on what forgiveness sure. is and what it is not. Mm-hmm. Well, forgiveness is a gift to give ourselves. It, it is never sanctioning a wrong. Um, it doesn't let anybody off the hook. The, the great pain that we all carry around is big enough without adding hate to it. So the, the emotion of hate is also very low. So all we're doing is freeing ourselves from the attachment. I mean, let's just look at the event and look at the loss and give ourselves permission to be very sad about that. Sadness is an authentic emotion. It is the counterpart to joy. It's the other side of joy. And we live in this duality here where we are expected to be able to deal with both. So sadness on that day and just all the time, every time we think about that, sadness can overcome us. It's okay to give ourselves permission to feel that sadness, while not our favorite emotion perhaps. Honor it. Let it be. But don't pollute it by piling on anger, hate, you know, uh, vindictive um, revenge, revenge, just the sadness is best allowed, best if you honor it, allow it to flow through, and then look around for something to be joyful about, get back to the duality, the up and down that we're here to experience. 
Sharon, uh, you know, what are the consequences of not clearing our emotions? Illness. Disease. Uh-huh. I know that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, it is, cancer is stuck energy, which is why the alternative methods can be highly successful if the person believes in them uh, because the energy can be allowed it, it, with the hope that comes with hearing of some alternative, um, the, the, the idea of wellness, the vision that someone can get of wellness and cleanness and flowing energy, tumors disappear. So there's no other way to explain that in my mind except mm-hmm. from an energetic point of view. i got to tell you, I went through this experience. I'll be the first to tell you that, you know, emotionally, uh was not a good time for me. And, you know, that began in 2003, 2004. Uh, but I didn't know at the time the relationship between emotions and the body. Uh, I, I would love for you, because you now you help people break through these emotions. So I would love for you to, to tell our audience how these emotions get plugged into our cells. Because what we're talking about is a collective energy of fear and hate and anger that many of us felt around 9-11. I mean, my gosh, I grew up in New York City. I didn't know what to do with myself, what to do with those emotions, and I know I'm not alone. And so I know that what I carried around, I carried around in my body. So please tell us about this so that folks can look at this in a, in a different way. I don't think I'm saying, and I don't think you're saying, that forgiveness means we condone the act. No, I'm not saying that, nor do I agree with that. Um, and so share with us why it's so important for us to figure out what the heck is going on emotionally and share some of the tools you use with your clients to help them release them. Sure. Well, kind of a, a, a form of proof that this is an energetic uh, cancer, for instance, and many other illnesses are an energetic um, phenomenon, is that they locate themselves in different places in our body, very uniquely, you know, in, in different places. And when I have my clients do a scan of their body, often we don't even know what we're looking for because many people have energy, energetic blockages and emotional um, energies stuck in their body, but they've had them for so long that it's just normal. And, and, and if you think something's normal, you, you, you don't recognize it. A fish in a pond is, thinks that being underwater is normal. That's all that it knows. So it's not even seeking the sunlight in the air. So we do a scan of the body, and I just invite people, taking them to a, a, a guided visualization place, relaxed, and t- t- tapping into higher intelligence. So we go through the body and locate, where is this? You know, where do you feel something in your body? And then we begin to look at what that is, and then we let it go. It's a very simple process. We use the creative imagination to first identify and express what it is without words, because the words are so, get us all tripped up. So we don't use words. We use the imagination, which is amazingly powerful. And then we can use the imagination again to release the part in our body that was holding on, to release whatever it was. We don't need to get really stuck in how it got there, who did what to whom when you were five. It doesn't matter. What's in you now, 
expressing what that really is to you in uh, uh, metaphors and images that are meaningful, and then creating other metaphors and images to let it go. Mm-hmm. Uh, then, uh, uh, go ahead, Sharon. Sorry. No, go ahead. That, that's good. I just want to let everybody know I love Sharon Roy. She's joining me here today. Clear the fear with guest Sharon Roy. You know, I spent a few minutes with her not too long ago, uh, uh, several months ago, and, and just listening to what she brings to the table and, and to how she helps us clear energy just cleared a whole ton of sludge out for me. Uh, you're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Sharon, uh, let's continue this conversation because, you know, really um, when people said, why are you talking about fear? Okay, let's talk about this for a minute. This is not just about 9-11. Isn't there an accumulation now going on? I mean, come on. You know, what happened in 2008 with the economy? Aren't, haven't we just kind of built and built and built upon this? Yes, we have. We're living in an epidemic of fear. Ah. We, do not, we do not need the, the anniversary of 9-11 to cause us to feel fear. People are feeling fear every day about big things, little things. You know, it's, it's, fear has become a habit. It has become a normal. People carry it around. And I know this feeling because I used to be this way. I was not born free of fear. I had to fight and claw and figure it out. And I'm so enjoying sharing what I've learned with other people now. But the epidemic of fear, I see it more clearly now that I'm out of it. The news, what what is going on in the world and the way we take in information, this whole 24-7 news cycle that happens now builds fear, creates fear, and it's very easy to stop that. You just shut it off because it's... We're not meant to have 24-7 news about every disaster and every bad thing that happens in every corner of the world. We're meant to be creatures of creation and purpose. And if there is a bad event that happens to my neighbor, I can go across the street and I can help. If there is a bad event that happens in any other city in the world, you know, all over the world we hear about these bad events, I can't do anything. So what have we just created? Powerlessness. We're designed to be able to go and do something and take action. and So we do, we come up with creative ideas like, okay, well, I can pray. Hugely valuable because it takes us out of that feeling of powerlessness. We're doing something about it. Sending love, sending light. It gives us an action to take. That is really the only healthy response to all this, uh, all this news that we get. But you can't pray about everything you hear about. It's just you have no life. Too much. So it is a huge epidemic, and look at how things are getting worse and worse. It seems to me. It seems to me. Maybe every. Maybe it's just my perception, but it seems to me as I look at the the scene, the landscape, that the things that that we are need to be fearful or that, we, that generate fear in people are coming closer and closer together. Earthquakes and hurricanes and and tsunamis, and, and then the, the human-generated horror. I think there's a connection. It's a, it's a downward spiral. The two are connected. Those events create fear, and our collective fear is definitely not helping to lift us out. 
I want to tell you, this is so exciting for me uh, because in the conversation of that, and I get to talk to a lot of people over the weekend, um, in, you know, everybody from Lindsay Wagner, the bionic woman, to John Martini, to you, Sharon Roy. And here's what I want to say. Out of this darkness, out of the darkness, emerges a firefighter out of Seattle by the name of Eric Lawyer. He has a vision and he has a dream. He doesn't have a team of people that know how to pull off this thing that is now called one the event, one the gathering, one becoming one. Not a clue. He's a firefighter. And how does he show up? Let me just tell you, folks. He shows up right now. His entire life savings has gone into this three-day free event. If you're listening to this show, you're listening to it without any charge. If you're on Transformation Talk Radio and you're watching the event, webcast everywhere, it's free. Life savings. They don't even have a plan at this moment to help him recover his life savings. I'm hoping that Oprah, if you're listening, honey, pay attention. Get this man on your show. Because, Sharon, we are searching. I get people on the show saying, what is my purpose? And you know what? Show up. What can you say, Sharon, about how it helps us show up in the world? When we carry our anger and our fear and when we let go of it. We become, and and this beautiful man is a perfect example. Out of the darkness can come light. As he released his negative energy about this, he couldn't have become such a powerful being if he did not release his negative energy about it first. No, no. He became a, a hurricane force of good in the world. And he is, has one of the things that he is using to fly is faith. He knows his heart, the intelligence, the intelligence of his heart, which is divine intelligence, overcame the fear in his head and grew so large that he is just, he's so connected and able to, and I don't know this man, I'm speculating, but I, are, I know this is true, to be able to do what he's done and put it all on the line, that is when the angels catch us, mm-hmm. when we step off the cliff. Mm-hmm. We're willing to fall, but we're following the heart. We will be caught every time if we are doing that in an authentic way, mm-hmm. and he will be caught. And he will be carried higher than even he can imagine. That's just something I know in my heart. Even if it's not monetary, we, it might not show up in the material world. He is all set. And that's the invitation to all of us. Let go of the negativity. Let go of the junk so that you can set yourself free and become that purposeful being of light, that creator. We were designed, we were all designed to be. I wanted to uh, thank you for joining me here today. We still have a few more minutes left. Um, but before we kind of go on, Sharon, I mean, your work is powerful. Uh, first of all, I want to thank you publicly for working with the Holistic Makeover winners. Uh, they still talk about the work that you did with them. And I would love for you to give information out to everyone on how they can find out more about you. Well, you can find me on the Internet, on the web 
either SharonRoy.com or RaisingGrace.com. They'll both take you to the same place. And I actually have a little Clear the Fear uh, um, session that I put on there today, a little half-hour, $25 session to clear the fear. I would just love to help as many people as I could to to step free of this, to experience what that's like, and to take some tools away for uh, using in the future to break their own fear habit. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, I could listen to you for hours because, you know, you and I know, I know personally what has shown up in my body around fear. And, uh, boy, it, it just is not, it, it just is not good. I mean, for me, I watched my body completely get in a fight resistant mode, uh, just fight with itself and not really have a clue of the connection about what you're talking with. I want to ask you, Sharon, beyond what we've talked about today, what do you think is broken in our society, and what would you recommend to fix it? What's broken, I think, is personal responsibility on almost every level. And I can, I'm just going to talk about the energy level right now. <clears throat> It seems to me that feelings of fear and powerlessness, kind of a, a, a vague, a negativity, either vague or acute, chronic, though, is uh, the default, kind of a human default. And it requires effort. It requires attention every day, every moment sometimes, to rise above that and choose something else. And then when we get tired or hungry and we don't give that effort anymore, we fall back into fear. And we act like we're somehow victims of it. No, we just got tired and hungry, and we weren't able to maintain it, our energy to, to take care of that part of our lives. We need to be gentle with ourselves about that, but get back up on the horse and step into the next moment making a different choice. There's too much victimhood around here saying that, well, because he did that to me or she did that to me or they did that to them, I feel bad. No, nobody makes us. Nobody has a right to get inside and change how we feel. We get to choose our own responses. So that's where I think it's broken. <laughs> wow. Sharon, thank you. This is amazing. You know, personal accountability, I think, has come up in, in all of our lives. I mean, clearly we're looking at uh, levels of accountability that we've never talked about before. I, I, what I'm really drawn to is Dom, Dom Miguel Ruiz, along with his uh, son, uh, Don Jose, and the book, The Four Agreements, and now The Fifth Agreement. And I remember when that book came out. And uh, it's the kind of book that you read, and you ask yourself, can I actually do these four agreements? I mean, is that even possible for me? And one of them is uh, to be impeccable with your word. So I want to ask you, if there was three if there were three words that you could pick that would relay the message that you want to relay to people today right now what would those three words be well i would say love definitely the the path to that higher intelligence responsibility like we just talked about and Something like letting go or allowing, 
um, getting out of judgment. We don't know the grand plan, and it's such a huge relief to step free of the idea that we have to decide whether something is good or bad. Just it is, and we deal with it from there. So I think those would be my three, love, responsibility, and allowing. For our own sake, just for our own energy, this is what sets up the flow. Uh, excellent. Sharon Roy, everyone, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, we've got a great conversation coming up with Dr. Stephen Thane. You're listening to the Dr. Pat Show on Transformation Talk Radio. Three days live from the floor of One the Event. Go to oneevent.org. Sunday, we're going to be live at the stadium, probably under some tent or something, broadcasted there. Thanks to Eric Lawyer. I want to thank all of the volunteers, all of the speakers that showed up this weekend. And i got to tell you, most of them aren't getting paid. Somebody asked me the question, Dr. Pat, how much are you getting paid to do this broadcast? And I said, the payment that I'm getting is feeling like I am finally in my life able to contribute in a way that only God could imagine for us. Stay tuned, everyone. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pat Show. I'm here to do peace. I'm here to do joy. I'm here to do love and think paradise. I want to be Is mostly love, mostly love. I wanna breathe love, wanna breathe faith. I wanna breathe truth and grace and grace and grace. I'm gonna expand. I'm gonna create. I'm gonna. It's mostly love, mostly love, mostly love, mostly Mostly love 
Michelle in Seattle. Love is laughing wildly while playing Pictionary with your kids. Love is the sweet, succulent burst of summer's first strawberry. Love is allowing the sun's rays to caress every area of your body, seeping in the warmth of God deep into your soul. Love is smiling for no good reason, which inspires a return smile from another. And when I remember to love, all of the little love moments are what make up my life. And then I love my life with a big L. Michelle with one L at the Dr. Pat Show. Hi, this is Susan Smith-Jones talking to you. My website is susansmithjones.com. And one of the best ways I have found to live a more loving lifestyle and to give up fear is to start taking loving care of your body. See, when we realize that we have this powerful spirit within us, we begin to see beauty all around us instead of ugliness. We see love instead of hate. We see health instead of sickness. And your life and all of its magnificence is a result of how you feel about yourself. So start today, this weekend, and take more loving care of yourself by eating a better diet, getting more sleep, keeping your stress levels down, spending some time in nature, and also making sure you exercise every day. Uh, you might want to read my new book, Walking on Air, your 30-day inside-and-out rejuvenation makeover, because it will help take you from an ordinary life to an extraordinary life filled with love. Thank you so much. Don't forget to stop.